Welcome to a very special episode of Nerdin' Out. Yes, hello. We we may sound very low energy, but you know, we you know this is very it's a very you know solemn somber, somber yes, yes episode of uh, Nerdin' Out. Um, that's Evan. I'm Nathaniel, and we're joined by David as well. Yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> joined by I've been a guest for the longest time. <laughs> You will be forever a guest. It's like he's always a guest. He will never feel welcome. <laughs> no, but but since he's the guest, he always gets to pick where to eat for eat for dinner. Since he's the guest, really? He'll, yeah, that's usually how it works in my no. house. No, no, <laughs> not in my house. No, really? No. <laughs> yeah. my da- no, my dad is Irish and Native American. If you don't have his way, you you go, you go, you never come back. Well, really, huh? just like it's uh, just like we're taking you I'm here. Not gonna go that route. But I was, I was gonna say so, my my, ho- my house is just a lot more generous. I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah, I have like a very like hosp- hospitality type thing with that my parents kind of instituted. Was like, no, you're the guest. You're like yeah. get everything. You're like special. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Right, anyway. get your family in order. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, so we're order. recording this the day after news broke that Stan Lee has passed away. Yes, yep. at, at 95 years old. Yep. Now, I I want to get this out of the way because um, there you might you might have heard some rumors about him, um, which I want to get these out of the way real quick. But there, um, I just saw I just saw some tweets today, um, and like at the recording uh, the day of recording this, that really got me frustrated. And it was that a lot of people accusing Stanley of being a, a sexist racist bigot. And a lot of different tweets about it, and why? I they, yeah, they got me really frustrated, and all I did was revert them to uh, Stan's soapbox, which literally all he does is talk about how the way to defeat, you know, you know, sexism and racism and stuff like that is with love and compassion. Um, so I I don't understand what they're looking at to to get those ideas. Um, but just to, sh- to, I don't know, but just to, to try to smear this man's, you know, legacy. I think that's, I think that is disgusting. And I want to get that out there right now. And if you are someone that did that, um, or if you know someone that did that, that is not okay. And I'm yeah, not, I'm not, you know, I do not condone that at all. Yeah. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Because like, I feel like most of the time when someone, we have someone pass away, either they're over glorified or they're just, they're usually over glorified and they're like they get way too much right. praise and i understand that someone passes away and it's a big deal but i think this is at least for me it's one of the few deaths like celebrity deaths that's really like impactful for me yeah and not just for me but millions of people like yeah. this guy so for you, of those of you who somehow clicked on this and don't know who stanley is right uh he is probably marvel i mean he is marvel's like most prolific creator he he was a writer he created he co-created spider-man thor black panther uh captain america right yeah um the Iron avengers yeah. right um, that was his Ant-Man, idea daredevil Doctor i mean the, strange i mean like, the, the list goes on and the on this goes on fantastic the, four is just but, like but, but the crazy part about it is that he like to, at this point like he he was the face of marvel it wasn't right. it wasn't the characters mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. the face it was he was the face of marvel and he was kind of their unofficial like spokesman almost yeah, yeah. he he really was um kevin feige might have been the president it might have been you know the ceo of marvel but but stan lee was the man he was the guy i think we were which is not always the case for a lot of people we were he was at a point in his life where 
more people than ever i think knew who he was yeah it was yeah. just an insane amount and part of that is because he has cameos in so many marvel movies but right mm-hmm. and the thing is what's great about it is that people who didn't know who he was who weren't like big marvel fans going into it they would see this guy in all these movies and get curious and be like who is this guy and then they'd find and they learned so much about him and then and then he you know gets so much more appreciation for this and he's not just this old guy that that makes cameos in all these movies mm-hmm. as different things you know uh, you know one is a bus driver one is just a guy who who's gar- gardening his yawn, uh, gardening his lawn and yep. uh, yeah so i yeah, think it's, i, I yeah. love the fact strip that strip club announcer yeah <laughs> i love the fact that you take a such an important person and put him in such non-important like cameo roles. It's, it's just a real juxtaposition. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's great. It's, re- it's yeah. really ironic and just yeah. But that's his style. I think I, I I heard I heard a theory, and you know, if this if if this channel hasn't done anything, it has pumped out a bunch of different theories about a bunch of different things. Um, <laughs> but I heard a theory that he that Stanley his character in all these di- in all these different Marvel movies was he was a watcher. Oh right, I've actually heard that, and heard I that? really like that. Theory. And yeah. and I think that's very fitting. He is he is this entity that is watching over all of these characters in all these different realms and all these different times. And I think that's so appropriate. But he doesn't like actually. But he doesn't do anything. Right, he doesn't interfere with like where the characters are now, no. like in the movies and stuff. He's Mm-mm. just kind of like you said, like watching. And that's he's, what he's that is a character in the Marvel universe that is literally and, that. And what I think is. It's super appropriate about that and and you know about him hit me about about his cameos in those movies is that he was a guy who who created these characters you know to to bring joy to people right and and to tell human stories but then but then he let the characters do that for for him, themselves for themselves like he which you know as as a watcher, you know, quote unquote, as a, as a theory, he he ob- he observed these you know these characters, these 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 human beings, you know, in, just kind of different, up. yeah, in, in in different walks of life, and it was really weird. I was talking to I was talking to my friend Matt about this earlier today. Um, when when I heard about that, one, I didn't realize that he was that old. I didn't realize mm. he was ninety five. He right. certainly didn't act that age. No, he has more um, energy than most like twenty something. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't think I like he's 95. I don't think I ever saw him like in a wheelchair or in a no. walker. He, you know, he's so like youthful and so mm-hmm. like, you know, he really felt like a superhero almost. And and in, and in my head, I just I think I just assumed like he would just live forever. I didn't think he I didn't think he would ever die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I thought he you know, it's just Stanley and he's just around. He's he is this I, he he is one of the watchers. He's just this entity that is just always there. Yeah. And he's just yeah. Yeah, I knew he so. was really up there in in age. Ninety five is like that probably longer than most of us will ever live. Mm-hmm. And I remember the last few years, I was, I guess I was like kind of worried about him passing away at any moment, just because once you get to your nineties, it's just like any moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Death could take you, but for yeah, I know for anyone, it doesn't. It's yeah. still, even though he got to live such an amazing life and impacted people so positive, positively, it's it's still rough to have him go because he was so impactful in so many lives. Especially, right. I mean, not especially, but he was really impactful in my life, not just for podcast sake, but like I looked up to this guy. Yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I um I can remember when I was younger, when I was in when I was like in middle school, I. Um, I became really 
uh, I became really attracted to like drawing and, the, and more specifically the idea of comic books and and creating my own characters and stories and i remember um do you guys remember um well i was gonna say you probably don't because you were homeschooled but um i was homeschooled too you were oh well then anyway there was these um there were these you know book fairs at at yeah a public school Mm -hmm. where you would go and there'd be a bunch of different books that you can i assume we don't know this yeah i went to those you you did okay i didn't know if you guys did sorry (laughs) But there was a, a William thing to do. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but there was a book there um, that was by Stan Lee, and it had it had his, his his big old face on it with his you know smile and the and the the glasses and mm-hmm. um, and it was it was a book about you know how to make comic books mm. and like how to how to make how to make characters. And I remember getting that, and I was so excited, and I went home and. Um, it you know and the book taught me everything about just like and what was great about it was that it didn't like he didn't have like a, like a very strict way of being creative he really wanted like he really wanted people to explore their imagination and and the, and, and with that like I didn't make superheroes you know I made characters you know like out of nothing out of my head like I remember like my main character that I that I came up with was literally just a ball with feet he looked like Kirby almost but <laughs> but he had hair and he you know was you know he was this different character but if anything he taught me how to tell like human stories and he I think he he did I think he did the best job of making characters that felt human that were on a page, you know? I think that was the biggest thing that impacted me from his characters and just his writing style in general was that, well, first off, it was the fact that he made relatable, like, human characters. They mm-hmm. had flaws. They had struggles that we went through. Like, Peter mm-hmm. Parker had to deal with, like, school, and he had to, like, go to college eventually, and mm-hmm. his his grandma, he had to, like, deal with her and just, like... His aunt. His aunt, my bad. Grand, <laughs> I was gonna say, grandma we, age. Let's, let's, let's get that right. Yeah, yeah Aunt May, my bad. Um, but they they had these real human issues they dealt with apart from their superhero lives, and it trickled into their superhero lives. And I thought I think that's what impacted me so much um, was the fact that I could connect with these heroes, no matter like where they came from. They still dealt with stuff I dealt with, and they were just really real. T- they seemed like people to me. Um, and the second the second thing I think, and he on Stan's uh, soapbox, he even talks about it, how um, he thinks, he, like according to him, every story needs to have a message. No matter how subliminal, how small, there, it has to have some message of value. Um, and f- I remember growing up, I, was, I, was, I found that so difficult to do. I was like, no, I just want to write a story that's just a story. But I think the most meaningful stories are the stories that are meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I think those, the, the, like, human characters human three-dimensional characters and uh, meaningful stories are the two biggest things we took away from just kind of his creation and his style that i hold very in very high regard i think those two are very important to making a a great story um and i think he is probably one of the uh even though he was comic books he was probably one of the uh, most influential people in in that like space, like for those two story like characteristics or whatever you want to call them. David, you got any thoughts? Uh, it's just still hard to believe that he's gone, and I think he's kind of one of those figures where 
he was a guy who wrote about non uh, fictional heroes, but he was a non fiction hero. He was the mm. guy who kind of plotted the way for a lot of people to get their their foot into comic books, and a lot of mm. what he did was, in a way, just kind of brought us to where we are today. And I like what you said, how he made it relatable, and in a way, he made real people when he wrote, you know, the characters of Iron Man and and Captain America and and all of these. He made them real people and. You can just look at any Comic-Con. More people dress up about, you know, his characters that he's developed than they would about, you know, any real person. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's kind of what, you know, what I had, you know, respect for him. He he plotted his, you know, he put his mind onto a piece of paper and sent it out regardless of what people thought of it. And it took some time for him to get, you know, get as famous as he is and... uh he had a lot of struggles along the way, but you know what? It's it's one of those characters in time where um, he's practically the Walt Disney of comic books. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he's he's done something that no one else can ever repeat or attempt to repeat, and the franchise and him have impacted you know more than just a media standpoint. They've impacted people. Like you know, it's so cool to see how you know. You'd think that something as, as remedial as a bunch of, you know, lines and color on a piece of paper in a in a little booklet would be celebrated by millions everywhere and, and have so much media coverage and everyone paying attention to it. Yeah. Paying billions at a box office to see an adaptation of it with, you know, these fictitious characters that are just over the top and, you know, Doing fun to impossible watch. And, things. And like... it's hard to think all of this is created by one guy. And mm-hmm. it's like you, you almost have to like revel in the fact that he's able to do all of this and you know if i try to come up with like a story <laughs> i stumble and like you know it, it it's it's amazing what he's been able to create all in his own you know all in his own regard just 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 to do it and before he even realized it was going to be what it is now yeah and uh and i think it was amazing even up to when he passed away like he was still working like yeah he'd always be doing collaborations with people like you said he was always there behind people kind of propping them up and helping helping them along the ways and i think one of the big ways he did that was through collaboration he had like a lot of projects even like a few years ago and i don't know how recent maybe even this year but i remember there'd be like he'd be the writer on this thing and like on this japanese comic and like this other thing and it's just like he's always doing these things and his role as a producer and just i think he's one of the few celebrities that have passed away recently that have just been overly positive and yeah. just like gives you that warm feeling mm-hmm. um it's just so genuine and just brings hope i guess yeah yeah i mentioned before his um stanley soapbox it, it's a small little Small little excerpt. You can go. You can go look it up. It's not. Yeah, it's not there's. That long. I think he used to have them like in their comics, just like randomly in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he had one that he talked about. Um, um, he talked about story writing, and a lot of people write stories or they look for stories as an escape. Um, but he said that um, the way that he wrote, the way that he wanted to write the stories was he didn't want it to be merely an escape. He wanted there to be, um, you know, a moral. Um, a moral lesson like he wanted people to grow from it and he said um a story without you know a story without a lesson is is almost pointless it's Mm -hmm. like a man with no soul yeah Yeah. and uh 
I could definitely say, you know, I learned, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the themes and a lot of the, the lessons and the stories that, and the stories that he created with the characters that he had a hand in creating, um, you know, a lot of them can be, you know, the, the same message, but they're all powerful messages, you know, like don't give up and, um, and just because, you know, just because you're a kid or just because you're this certain type of person doesn't mean that you can't do something. Yeah. And, and like fight for others, protect other people. Yeah. Who can't protect themselves. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think one of the first, one of the first lessons that he taught me was, you know, if you have the power to do something, but then you don't do it, you know, you're responsible for what happens, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you have the ability to do something, you owe it to the do you owe it to people to do it and um i think i think that holds true in a lot of areas in a lot of people's lives because i think a lot of people can be very you know passive with certain things but i think if people go out of their way to serve one another i think that can be i think that can really help the world i think because um because it'll show selflessness it'll show um, compassion and patience um, but um, yeah and the, I think uh, if I can interrupt like a lot of the yeah. uh, like every single hero I feel like he created had that had just like that desire to do the right thing I guess you right. could put it that way yeah they all wanted to help other people they they weren't perfect characters no no they were flawed really, a lot, a lot right. of them were flawed like what was crazy is that a lot of them you know like even captain america was flawed yeah captain america was flawed like and everyone except deadpool <laughs> <laughs> who he didn't create so he didn't create deadpool but uh he laid way for him but <laughs> yeah but i think well no and i mean i was gonna say like ant-man there was domestic abuse um uh, Iron Man, there, you know, there was like there was there was drunkenness. There was, as I was gonna say, there was incest. I think at some point it was, you know, they're not like perfect characters. But the thing is, though, like they, he tackles like real life human issues, and he shows like heroes aren't these these untouchable people, and that they can, you know. So it kind of shows that like even even the elite aren't like perfect they have issues they have flaws yeah and I, I would look at that and i would always get the message anyone can be a hero like it doesn't matter right. who you are you can be a hero like and a lot of times these heroes will get their powers out of nowhere and it kind of did show that again with great power I, comes great responsibility if I, you if, suddenly have that capacity to do good you, you should, should. Do, you should do it even if it's hard even if you lose people or if things don't go the way you wanted it to if you could help people that that's like that's what you should do because it makes the world a better place right and the world isn't like it's not just you because uh usually it's the villains in his stories that use their powers for for, for personal gain right um and it's kind of like he he like does have those a lot of times archetypes with his characters villains yeah and and uh heroes and all that but What's I think great it's because it was about that message that he wanted so strongly yeah. to emphasize. Yeah. What's great is that he has some villains that like turn good because then they see yeah. that they see that you know doing things like being selfish and using their powers for their own for their own means aren't getting them anywhere. So you see that happen with you know, like with some villains sometimes, and that they even turn around. 
I mean, the biggest one for me is Venom. Like he was, he was supposed to be like this, this big, terrible, you know, evil thing. And even he, you know, you know, becomes good and realizes that, oh, like me doing this, you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't add up to good. No, <laughs> like the ends don't justify the means, you know, like two wrongs don't make a right. So, um, I think that was, you know, just like the little things like that. Um, well, when was the first time you guys were ever introduced to Stan Lee? Because I, for me, it was the first time I ever heard his voice. The first time I ever knew of the name Stan Lee was uh, from the the Spider-Man P- PlayStation game. That was the first time I ever like heard the first PlayStation. Yeah, the first time I ever heard it was uh, like Spider-Man 2000 or whatever. And it, the very first level of the game, it's Stan Lee you know narrating saying like hey you know it's me stan lee and you know saying like it looks like spider-man's gotten himself into a heap of trouble and it's like that's the first time i ever heard his name every time i loaded up the game i would hear his voice like i so then so then next time when i saw when i saw his book i'm like oh that's stan lee he made spider-man that's really cool and then i learned and then that's kind of got me into like the rest of it yeah, yeah and then the rest is history really I think mine was just, ironically, through seeing him in the movie and be like, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> wow, and really? Then, yeah, and then after after a little while, I've I've heard it. You know, I heard people say, "Oh, Stan Lee." He's like, he wrote the characters. Like, that's cool. They got the the guy who wrote him in being in the movie. And then it was just like, okay, who is who is he? Like, right? Because you see him in all these movies. Like, all right, well, he must be important. And then you go and you you know you Google him and you Wikipedia him and you see all that he's done in his life and you're just like, oh. <laughs> You know, the, you'd think like, oh, you know, they're doing him a favor by having him in the movie. No, no, no. The, he's doing, doing them, them a favor, a favor <laughs> being in that movie. One of my favorite quotes from him is he showed up to uh, the Infinity War movie, mm-hmm. uh, to the premiere, and this um, this lady was like, oh, like, what do you guys, what do you think about all the movies? It's like, I think it's really nice that people are coming to see <laughs> coming to see my movies with everyone else in it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah. yeah, that's the best depiction of him. He, he's very, he's sharp. He is very sharp. Even oh, yeah. like, even today, like, like Nathaniel said, it, he didn't even like slow down. He just kept working. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's like few people, almost no people at that age are that energetic. I remember it was like three or four years ago at Comic-Con. Um, it's probably closer to five now. So it was still like 90, um, they were releasing a Spider-Man game that turned out to not be very good. Um, <laughs> I forget what it was called, but probably like Amazing Spider-Man. It was like 2. an Activision game. Or yeah, something. Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, it wasn't that one. It was really? like this. It was weird. Anyway, Stanley made a guest appearance. Like nobody was expecting him, so there wasn't like a huge crowd of people because yeah. this game wasn't like super hyped. <laughs> he just shows up at the panel and starts talking about the about Spider-Man and about different stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I remember, everyone was just insane for just that he was there everyone was just yelling and just so excited and when he made his exit he there was like a a few probably like i want to say around 10 steps that went down and like some guardrails and he like i mean pretty briskly like walked up to them and then just put his hand on the guardrails and then just jumped down all the stairs and all the all the guards who were around him were just like no he's gonna break (laughs) but he was just like waving and just like nothing happened and i was like dude slow down but <laughs> don't because it's amazing but dude, oh my gosh dude's a beast yeah. yeah he was just he brought such an energy to the room just by being there and mm-hmm. i'm just like dude i'm, I'm like 20 something and i can't even 
<laughs> get out of bed yeah. sometimes like give me some of that energy <laughs> yeah man he oh my gosh but i think uh in terms of his legacy like most of the most of our entertainment like most of the most popular entertainment not like most entertainment a lot of what we consume and makes the most money is stuff that Stanley had a hand in. Yeah. Like characters that he originally created. Yeah. Like so, if you yeah. think about like one of the biggest movies of this year was Avengers Infinity War. Right. Yeah. He created the Avengers. Like in a lot of the original Avengers, like they were characters he created and I was gonna say, I think you can go through the roster and I think he created like or had a hand in creating at least like eighty percent of the the characters in that yeah in that movie because mm-hmm. like as you said before like he created black panther he created captain america iron man spider-man thor hulk, thor, hulk. That's so basically like, that's like that's like the, that's like the main core of avengers Ant-Man, right there who yeah. wasn't in you it, missed but. black widow black widow my yeah. bad did he create black widow? i don't know did he uh i imagine he yes he did yeah. and captain marvel who was just coming out who's year, coming but out yeah some of our bi- most anticipated just entertainment releases are have his ha- have his fingerprints on it. Yeah, like Daredevil season three, one of the biggest Netflix shows just came out, and yeah. he created Daredevil. Of course and, he did. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Man for PlayStation, one of the biggest video game releases this year. Yeah, and based he, on, he has a cameo in it. Yeah. yeah, he even has like they literally sculpted him into the game. He looks really good in it too, but so I think. It's undeniable, like what a mark this guy has left. Like, right? He's everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. Even still, a lot of people don't realize it. Right. Yeah. He. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to even like think that he's like. I know it's a cliche being. Like, it's, it's hard to think that he's gone, but it is. And in a way, he isn't because everything that he's done is living on through what he's created in this universe, and it will continue living on. But at the same time, you almost you almost don't want to look forward. To when he won't be cameoing in his own movies and his, you know, yeah. it's sad to think that the guy who who has brought so much attention to this small niche that used to be comic book nerds and right. video game nerds has now completely flipped it upside down and now you know it's a niche to not be a comic book <laughs> video game you know right. Marvel, you know DC even like even on the side of the what he has not created just the hand that he had in just bringing a light to the, the people that were once just like considered you know lowly people that like reading comic books yeah outcasts and and people who you know they're not realistic and they don't have you know it's it's so hard to think that he's not going to be there anymore but i guess in a way he's kind of left something behind for us to to remember him by and appreciate what he's done so far so yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I can honestly say my life wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think the first time I knew about Stanley, I was like maybe like thirteen. Like, so my dad used to go to Comic Con all the time, like before I ever went, and he would bring back like magazines and the like program for Comic Con, and I'd see him in there all the time. Um, and eventually, I connected the dots, and I was like, oh, this guy, like, is he created some of these superheroes, or he like had a hand in some of them. Uh, and then I, I remember they were doing like a rerun in one of the ma- newspapers that we actually got to our house. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, paper? Were, What's paper? They were uh, reprinting the original Spider Man comics. So I went oh, through like yeah. the first 100 of them or so. And mm. despite their like cheesiness, like they were still great. I mean, 
Uh, yeah, they were great. They Freaking were... nerd. No, <laughs> I I can't I can't say that. I literally got a subscription where I got an I got one of the, I got a comic book nice. one of the one of the original comic books like a reprint of them like every like every other week or something like that. So I had a bunch of those Spider Man comics. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do that. Man, that's yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. and like not every like, like not every character that he made was uh, a hit. Like he had Taskmaster and Chameleon who were just like. Mm. Mm, okay, but he had so, the amount of characters that people like even mistake him for creating. Well, the, the thing is, though, the amount of like original characters. I think that's the crazy part. Yeah. I don't think it's what I don't think people appreciate that enough. He, like a lot of people would say, like, oh well, you know, Iron Man is just you know a different Batman version. with an iron suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like, you know, Captain Marvel is, you know, like a female version of Superman kind of, which yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. But Green, uh, Green Lantern is Doctor Strange, but without the green uh, color skin. That's yeah. a stretch. Like, that's what? a stretch. That's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic is Plastic Man. Yeah. <laughs> which Plastic eh. Man is an abomination. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, DC is an abomination, but we're not here for that. Wow. Um, <laughs> We're not gonna hate on DC. He uh, even works for DC, so yeah, which is which is true. Wrote some stuff for them. Yeah, but the moment yeah, but the moment he left, they started sucking. So that's <laughs> that's not a coincidence. Um, <laughs> but I think I think if we just without like hating on DC too much, like going just yeah. a little bit into that, like he worked on both of these companies, and I think Stanley was a big difference between what Marvel had and DC didn't have. Right, and I think. It was that humanness. Like, I could not connect. I've never been able to connect with Superman. And I know he's supposed mm-hmm. to be more of, like, an ideal, like, mm-hmm. thing to strive for. But like, he I didn't get, have, yeah. like, that humanness. I get the idea that he is alien, so and he's right. not human. And that's why probably you're not supposed yeah. to. And he's supposed to be more of, like, this almost, like, deity that you look up to and strive for. But it just didn't do it for me. Like, I just could not but connect. When, but when you have a character that, you know, stands for truth, justice in the American way, but you can't relate to him on, like, on a human American level. And that's then, what I felt that Stan's characters did different. And that's yeah. why I really gravitated towards well, it was, Marvel. Yeah, it was crazy. It's Captain America. Like, he wasn't even, like, for America all the time. Like, he, yeah. like, he didn't even think America was doing doing it right the whole time. And there is there was like conflict there was like lo- like loyalty issues within that and like yeah. there was like characters had identity crisis and it wasn't about you know like i am a superhero and that's all my life is like the best stories are when the superheroes like superhero life and their personal lives intertwine and he told those stories the best mm-hmm. yeah i really like uh i haven't really read the comics but from what i know of the show of Daredevil and like from what I've read in other places, Daredevil I think is one of the best examples. Just he's he's it's it's kind of like I guess similar to Batman where he kind of needs he kind of needs his superhero persona, but it is also like a conflict because it hurts him. Like this character is very damaging to himself. Right. It helps others. Like Daredevil helps others and makes the world almost like kind of a better place in type of a cliche type of way but he 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 like him in his life like matt murdoch pushes away his friends and like Mm -hmm. um his whole life as matt murdoch um is kind of destroyed because of this superhero so there that's just one example of, of one of his heroes that's like 
his, his heroes basically are not copy and paste. They're no. like all very different despite sharing these common themes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and again, oh, and like one important thing to realize for people who don't know is like, he didn't actually draw these characters. He was a no, writer. No, no. He was yeah. a writer primarily. Yeah. But he like had descriptions of, right. I remember, I remember I read something where he said, cause he credited the artists a lot. Like he said, I had these descriptions of what they were supposed to look like. And every time I had an artist work with me and draw them, I was like, I was blown away. It's like, that's way better than anything I could have imagined. <laughs> He's like, that's yeah, I could have come up with that. That's way better. <laughs> um, but I think that's awesome. Like he didn't try to take credit for like full credit for anything. Like he gave credit where it was due, which I think is with, I think is like not something you see a lot. Cause it, cause a lot of people credit him as the creator of these characters. But the thing is though, the way that they look and the way that they, they stick out in our heads, you know, that wasn't necessarily, that wasn't him. Right. He created like the humanness and the stories of these characters. But when it came to the aesthetic, like he credited, you know, other, like all the artists that, that came before him and all the artists that he worked with. Um, and, and made made sure that they were known, and then they yeah. got their credit, and they got work other places. So like he really did a lot to help other people. Like Jack Kirby was one of the biggest ones yeah. that he worked oh, yeah. with. Um, it was, was the one with Spider Man, Steve Dicto, yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he just worked with so many different artists. But so I thought we can go like this last part. We could just go into thinking, just like final thoughts or any you know anything you know if you. If you had a chance to talk to Stan Lee, you know what would what questions would you have for him? Wouldn't have enough questions. Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know. Okay, I, I have a question. I have a question for him. It would be, what kept you going? Mm. What kept you? wanting to create these characters what kept you on you know engaged in what you were doing because i feel like so many people they they have an idea and they flesh it out and then then they don't they don't follow through they don't have the passion for it and it just seems like he was just a driven guy like i'd have I'd, i'd love to know what was it that kept him grounded what was it that i'm sure there's an interview somewhere where you set the answers to it but I'd just like to hear it from him. Like, what what right. kept you, what kept you so involved in the characters you created? Yeah, because he he didn't get like famous until later in life too. Yeah. Like, he didn't create Spider Man until he was like thirty nine. Right. And he had other superheroes that didn't do too well. And I remember, I think the Fantastic Four didn't start off like too great. He wanted them to do really well, mm-hmm. but it took him a few tries before they kind of cut on a little bit more. But Spider Man was like his first big character, and he was thirty nine years old when he co-created him okay. um, so yeah like what kept him going I don't know but because it, it, at the beginning he didn't have kind of that fan base yeah kind of that motivation to keep no. him going Two thirty nine. let's see he was 95 so shoot that was 60 some odd years ago yeah. so in yeah. the middle of the 1950s comic books were like barely a thing right I mean I just I would love to find out what what is it that made you still just keep creating yeah and i can't answer that for him but i feel like he really believed in these characters like he may you you feel it you felt it though you felt like he did Mm -hmm. and i think it was part of that having real character real relatable characters and having those stories that mattered 
Right. Like he really wanted these stories to be told. He wanted to get his message across. Um, if yeah. I mean, if I could ask him something, I mean, again, it would be like a lot of things. I would just like, I would have loved to have the opportunity just to have a chat with him. Like, not necessarily ask him about like comic book stuff, but just, just, just kind like of talk to him about life. Talk to him as a person. Yeah. Because I, I mean, obviously, I never got to do that, but that would have been, I think, really cool. Yeah. Just kind of have a chat with the guy and see what he's like. Underneath what? <laughs> Your question? Yanny or Laurel? What? Oh, ne- never mind, Stan. Never, never, oh, never my mind. goodness, David. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about, you darn kid? <laughs> the dress is black and blue. It's red and black like Spider-Man. <laughs> Your hair <is> Spider-Man. <laughs> Pulls out comic book. <laughs> How about you having like... Oh, man. I know I asked that question, but I, can't, I don't... I think I would just thank him yeah. just for for kind of like combining both like of your of your guys' statements like of being being a real person but also just like not giving up I think because um, I because the thing is though there's no way you can know what impact you'll have on people's lives you know you know before before you get to the end of your life you know what I mean uh, I don't think he realized maybe he said like 60 years ago uh that that he that he would have the kind of impact on people's lives that he did and um i mean people's careers have been made because of his characters yeah and like yeah and i think and, and the thing is though, i think i think and i know it's a small thing i, I think people can consider it a small thing you know like reading store like reading comic books and like you know going like going through these stories and people can consider that like a very small thing but you know I can, I can think of times when i you know i was in a very i was a very low place and you know you know reading reading his comic books or reading you know stories and you know they helped me get through a lot of hard things and i know i know it's like really evan really it's so cliche but i mean when you when you read stories about you know characters that have to overcome adversity and um and are are led to do the right thing because they know it's right and not because they'll they'll get something out of it and when you read stories about characters with integrity and and just yeah just the idea that anyone can be a hero at any at any point um i think that you know that was just inspiring yeah i don't think it's a small thing at all like he, right. I think even Stan knew that. I think it took him a while to realize that again. And one of his soapbox, soapboxes, like one of those little, right, um, little panels, blurbs. He was he talked about how he was like ah, he like felt subconscious about writing comic books. He's like I'm, I write comic books for a living, and other people are like doing medicine and building bridges. And then he kind of realized that what he did was just as important. Yeah, right. Without this art, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, yeah. people don't have a reason to live like this brings people meaning is one of the things that like people makes people want to keep going and it just with that creativity yeah. and that outlet and whether you consume or create like it's one of the things that makes us human yeah and i think and i think he recognized and I, I think he kind of hit it on the head i think he recognized that if he has the platform to make a difference and if he has the platform to, to tell stories that could you know with a message that could actually 
you know affect someone in a positive way then he has the responsibility to i think i think a lot of i think you know with great power comes great responsibility really kind of came from his own experiences because he recognized the fact that he had a responsibility you know and even doing something as you know not as important quote unquote as as making comic books the the idea the idea that he couldn't make an impact was not i don't think was even in his realm of in his realm of thought right because i think he recognized the fact that um even even if he's able to reach the heart of one person i think he said i think he thought in his mind that that would be enough so i mean the fact that all three of us have been affected by him like (laughs) just just happen to be all three people on a nerd podcast about superheroes no but all three of us have been like pretty affected like i can say i mean you can tell by hearing us like and that there are millions of people like us mm-hmm. probably right. even way have been I, way more deeply affected right i mean some people dedicate their entire careers to like one character like spider-man and they, that's all they do or they go through a few characters but mm-hmm. like people get fed because of his characters like you have whole people employed in like making a movie like infinity war because this guy wrote some stuff say, down on a piece of paper. I was going to say, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, there was a whole team yeah. of people that working got hired. Working on it for years. Working on it for years. And they got fed. Like, you know, people, people's families got fed because of that. Because yeah. of projects like that. Because people, because he created a product that people wanted. And that's like a whole other side to it. But I think, um, yeah, I don't think I'd be the same person without him. Like, my creative tendencies, what I right. consume, none of it would be the same. And like you said with, like you said, uh, Evan, some dark times that I went through, I think his characters, they really helped me through it. Mm-hmm. I was able to connect with them and, and think if they can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. Or if I didn't think I could do it, I just got, I was just really inspired by these characters. And yeah. I, I didn't read too many comic books growing up because I didn't have the money for it. But every time I got a hold of a comic book, it just happened to be a character written by Stan. Mm-hmm. And I looked forward so much to any time I could get a hold of one of the comics and read through it. It wasn't enough. I just wanted more, and it was just, it was just great. Like mm-hmm. he has a legacy like almost no people in any field have. No. And it's just no one can re- no one can follow him up, and no one can replace him. No, like no. in his no, way. no, he's just he's an icon. Yeah, yeah. and. He will be sorely missed. Absolutely. As and we'll keep celebrating him every year through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The inevitable, inevitable like new Avengers film and Spider-Man game and just all the and all the future movies that are gonna come out. You know, without him now. Yeah, he's still gonna be well loved and remembered, and I think that's something not many people can say. Yeah, we'll miss you, Stan. Thanks, Stan. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. So, thanks for joining us mm-hmm. uh, on this very special episode of Nerd Note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe share your stories with us of what Stanley meant to you and your favorite just characters and just how he touched your life. Yeah. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook under uh, Nerd Out. Um, we also have an email. Uh, nerding out uh, podcast at gmail.com this time in the subject line write Stan Lee mm-hmm. yeah. 
and yeah we hope to catch you next time yeah bye bye wait 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 excelsior Thank you.